going on, guys? You are listening to episode number 10 of I Just Want to Be Hiker Trash. As always, I am your host, Hell Yeah Jesus. Episode number 10, the big one double digits. That's, that's big. It's exciting. And I'm super pumped for this episode because there is nobody I would rather have for episode number 10 than Daniel Morgan, or who I know as Ducky. Ducky and I were guides in Alaska together. We put on some silly tours, and I'm super pumped for him to come on the show and we talk about hiking the Chilkoot Trail in Alaska, which is in starts in Dai, which inspired Jack London for the Call of the Wild. Pretty cool. We talk about what it's like guiding and being a seasonal worker, especially in Alaska. And, you know, I think being a seasonal worker is kind of the closest thing you can do to fully experiencing what it's like to be hiker trash without like being on the trail or like immersing yourself um, in nature on some sort of grand adventure. So I highly recommend seasonal work and I'm super pumped for you guys to hear this episode. So stay tuned. All right. And we are recording. Yes. Very cool. What's yeah, up, dude? How much, man? You know, chill. Yeah. How you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. So I know you as Ducky. Do you go by Ducky like in Florida where you're at right now? Yeah. Um, it is kind of a thing that I do deal with uh, in day-to-day life because I'll have like my friends that I trust and respect that are like, don't ever introduce yourself to Ducky to a girl because <laughs> If you do that, she's going to instantly think in her head, like, I'm never going to be able to yell out Ducky in bed, so I don't want to be with this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do generally, I'll, uh, especially if I'm at a bar, um, if I'm at work, all my work friends know me as Ducky. My, yeah. I'm a regular at the bars, and all my bar friends know me as Ducky. Um, you know, it's fun. I tell jokes. I quack people up. and. <laughs> Dude, you, I like that because like I feel like you already have like a trail name and you're not on the the trail, which is I, I like. Um, how did you get that name? I remember it was like kind of a family thing. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, my family watched a lot of Sesame Street growing up. Um, I have three brothers. We were all homeschooled. And so a lot of the socialization is through television. And, uh, you know, Bert and Ernie, Bert's got his rubber ducky. And there's a, a rubber ducky song. He sings it. Rubber ducky, you're the one. You make bath time so much fun. Well, when I was a, a, a little baby, my uh, my mom started calling me Daniel Ducky, and would sing me the Daniel Ducky song. <laughs> Daniel Ducky, you're the one. You make my life so much fun. And just kind of always stuck. I was Uncle. I was Daniel Ducky growing up. Um, then I was Uncle Ducky once uh, my oldest brother started having kids, and then uh, eventually I just dropped the uncle just didn't seem to make sense to introduce <laughs> myself as uncle ducky yeah, yeah out of the bar sure. or whatnot no nah, i'd be a little bit, uh, bit weird yeah so i'm just ducky that's funny because i don't go, think i happy go ducky i like it i like the i'll i'll, I'll go into it and then i'll i've got some stories dealing with the, the the dad jokes ducky is very good at the the jokes we both met in alaska uh zipline guiding and it was like your second season there when i came but my girlfriend at the time morgan knew you before and so i didn't even know your name was daniel because everyone was just talking about ducky man i just knew as soon as your name like i thought oh man his parents have an interesting uh 
way of naming kids. I wish, man. <laughs> I would way prefer that to just be my actual name. Like Daniel's okay. I mean, it's a little yeah. overplayed, but uh, yeah, my parents are sadly not that cool. Well, what I like about you is, well, I feel like Ducky like fits you very well, and I think it's funny, like being a guide and in particular in Alaska where we are, we're just like so far removed from everybody else. Um, you're just like super good at like being yourself and just the tours are always fun and they're always very much like a ducky tour. Like you just do the tours the way you want it, regardless if uh, the people are enjoying the jokes um, or not. Like I remember, didn't you have like a dad that got really mad at you one time yeah. about Oh yeah. And he was a, that was the only time that was the closest I felt like I ever came to like being physically assaulted for one of my jokes. <laughs> yeah, And it was, it was, I don't remember who I was touring with, but it was, it was like a mom and a dad and two like teenage daughters. Like, I don't know, like 17 to 19 ish. And I was just, you know, hanging out. They're off the Disney tour, yep. hanging out, telling jokes. And I tell one of my more sketchy jokes that I would tell. Like I had to have very clean jokes on the zip yeah. line. Like unless yeah. it's like a, a group that obviously is like throwing around a bunch of obscene language or whatever. But yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just a nice family and I don't know. No one's cursed in front of me. Like and this was like a borderline. Like I thought it was I knew it was a little borderline, but like ah, the girls both seemed old enough that it was fine. But it's, do you know why the little mermaid wears seashells? Why? She grew out of her bee shells. <laughs> And it's like, okay, it's like slightly yeah. sexual provocative, whatever. Like, not bad. Not not that bad. Both the girls laughed. The mom laughed real hard. I send them all down the line. The dad, like, very intentionally stayed to be the last one I sent. Yeah. And, like, as soon as I sent the mom, he grabs me by my harness, like, pulls me in close. He's like, do not fucking pull that shit again. Jesus Christ. Like, really intense. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, my, my bad, man. All right. <laughs> okay. And he's just like, I'm not fucking kidding. I'm like oh, okay you can go now <laughs> yeah that's that's terrible the thing is like a lot of people so when i tell people i was a zipline guy people like picture like this camp counselor type of thing and it was very much not like that like you know i felt like it was very stressful because like we're dealing with like actual life or death like if we didn't br- like we have to break for the guests and if we didn't mm-hmm. break for somebody on a few lines like they're screwed like, yeah, no, I mean, that happened. I mean, there was accidents. I was witness to several accidents. I mean, I, uh, yeah, same. Um, <laughs> I, I was, I always was right around all of the bad things that happened that yeah. summer. Like, I swear, like, I saw them all. I was right around. Yeah. I was always like one platform off. I was always like first responder. Like, not, not at my fault. I didn't make any mistakes. I was yeah. perfect. But <laughs> no, no, I mean, you did it. You're an excellent guide, man. I, I think like that's the thing is like people think it's just like all silly and fun and games and, and it is, but it's, it's a skill to like be able to do jokes and entertain people and then also be like really safe about it. And like, you know, we're mm-hmm. not just talking about these like itty bitty lines. Like you just kind of step off and like, you're doing your own thing. Like we're showing guests how to do front flips. Like you're in like the Tongass national rainforest, like going over like waterfalls and stuff. It's, it's pretty intense as far yeah. as like zip lines go. It's like, and I mean, there's trees close to the side. Like there's a lot of hittable trees on that course. Like if you're not yeah. on your shit, like someone can really get hurt. Like, no, exactly. And it, it's, it's stressful, man. Like I, for the first while I was uh, sketched out, like I didn't know how to make like loosen up and make things fun, but also like, you know, make sure people are doing things right. And I'm not uh, unintentionally hurting somebody. Yeah. See, my trick to that was that 
And so I'm a ginger. And uh, so yeah. obviously I don't have a soul. So I just don't give a shit about other people. Yeah. And, that's and so I just really was never worried like about other people getting hurt. And that I think just loosened me up enough that I was like, I don't want to get fired. I like my job. So I'm not yeah. going to like screw yeah. up, but I wasn't worried about it. Cause I'm like, I don't care. Like, no, but you did a great job, man. Like there's people who obviously who didn't care and you could tell they didn't care or maybe they're just yeah. like not that good at their job. Um, was what Finn wasn't there your season, right? No, no, he was not there. I heard no. about Finn though. Finn was, Finn was the guy that, I mean, it was him and Devin, which was yeah. hilarious. Cause like Devin became the manager, <laughs> yeah. but those two guys were the guys on the line that it was like, this the first time they went and toured together. Like every other person who knew they were touring together was like, "Well, they're gonna kill someone." Like, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like, unreal. Like, it seemed like there should have been a rule. Those two guys shouldn't guide together. I mean, Finn got fired off the zipline for shaking an old woman. Yeah, tell that tell that story. Tell that story. Yeah. So he would love a lot of times. Like the ziplines would get backed up, especially at the very beginning. The first couple lines are kind of squished together, and so you get a little bit of backup. And you're kind of waiting around a little bit. And so Finn would love to do this thing to like little kids where like the first line comes in, you come in kind of slow and he, he would catch you by your lanyard and you're maybe, I don't know, 80 feet up off the ground. And he would just like shake the little kid around and it was <laughs> yeah. a fair, and like you read that you read the kid, but like a lot of times the kid was kind of a little nervous. Yeah. They'd have that moment and then be like, okay, I'm fine. Like this thing's got me. Yeah. And it would like calm him down, but he did it with, I think she was, gosh, she was so old and so tiny. I mean, she weighed like 90 pounds. She was probably like 85 years old. Such an, such an old, yeah, very delicate woman. And he was like bouncing her around like, <laughs> and like, and, and it's like her whole family is like mortified, like watching him do this. And like, I guess she like hurt her back really badly oh, and like no. sued the company. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Was, I mean, that's sketchy looking like I don't know if people like you're literally you're way high up like these are like Pacific Northwest like these trees are huge and you're like the platforms on the tree and people are like on these steel cables clipped in but yeah. like when you're out on the line you're dangling over nothing like you've got moss on the ground but it's like way below like if you fall you're dead yeah I mean no one ever really accused Finn of being a smart person <laughs> yeah. that was Finn's backstory was that he went to college took out a giant student loan and spent all of it skydiving, trying to become a skydiving professor instead of paying for his classes or anything. And then just ran out of money and had to, he moved to Minnesota and started uh, climbing up cell phone towers in the winter to make money because he was desperate. <laughs> and then he was the guy that did the Chilkoot trail, which is a 36 mile hike. And he took with him, two no, three cliff bars and two apples for a 36 mile hike that's like generally like three days like yeah. heavy elevation change yeah he did have a great reason for it when when asked later why he took so little food it was just uh he should have seen the size of them apples <laughs> well the thing i want people to know like the chilkoot trail too just like to give reference is this is like a trail that people travel across the world to get to it's like in the middle of like like it starts in Dai, which Jack London based the call of the wild off Dai. And it's mm -hmm. like this old gold rush town, national historical site, like Skagway is the closest town. And that's like one of two Southeast Alaskan towns you can drive to. And it's like, what, three hours away from 
how far away is Whitehorse from? Uh, it's, I mean, depending on how fast you want to drive through Canada, <laughs> yeah. three, three or four hours. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the nearest stoplight. Like you're really out there and it's just yeah. like, I mean, we're in like yeah, coastal Brown. From there. the town, you, you can't drive more than seven miles from town without hitting the Canadian border. Like, yeah, you're, if you don't have a passport, you, your world is tiny. <laughs> Well, and then there's that crazy no man's land in between the borders, which is just like nobody, no, nothing lives out there. Yeah. And hilarious how people get stuck there all the time. Uh, <laughs> just because they don't have a border or a passport or because the, the two different borders close at different times. Oh, that's right. So the Canadian border will let you through to come back. And then the U S border will be closed and you'll just be stuck there <laughs> and you won't be able to go back. And by the time you drive back to the Canadian border, cause they're like miles and miles and miles apart. Yeah but they, they close like not too far off from each other. And uh, so people get stuck there and have to spend the night up there. If it's like winter time, that sucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, dude. That sucks real hard. Well, there's, there's literally nothing there. Like I remember, I mean, cause we drove early enough in season. It just looked like it was covered in snow when I first got there. And it was just like, it looked like a wasteland and like, it looks like Antarctica. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And like moose can't even cross that. Like if moose or if they do, they get into Skagway, they get like helicoptered back into the Canada side. Yeah. Because like if they make it through that area, they're like, I'm not going back through there. <laughs> yeah. But then there's not enough uh, vegetation for them to survive in the valley. So yeah, they have to yeah. helicopter them out. So they'll just starve to death slowly in the valley. So the, the Chilkoot Trail is like just really out there and like you got the coastal brown bears and like you know if you get into a situation out there the helicopter is is like oh, it's you're, outrageous you're miles i mean you're i mean there's no cell phone reception anywhere uh you're miles and miles away from the nearest road for the most part yeah you're not a good place to have anything go bad and especially because of with like the seasonal workers that are there like because people that go there specifically to hike that come in season and so there's a lot of rangers around there's ranger stations but that's the time of year when all the guides are working seven yeah. days a week and so like we can't go then we go at the beginning <laughs> at the end of the season yeah. when there's no freaking rangers out there so we're the only ones out on the trail like you go all the usually people do it in about three days you go the whole three days without seeing anybody like oh yeah dude. it's freezing man i remember like when oh, yeah. morgan and i did it, it was that so cold i don't know you didn't you didn't go with us right it was me will and emma did you go with us no you with i wasn't with you guys i went with uh devin and clarissa and oh, i was clarissa's girlfriend's name um tess, tess wife right tess, Married. yeah 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 girlfriends in time um yeah. yeah it was devin and cassidy it was me devin cassidy clarissa and tess and that was uh, it was fun, but there was a large discrepancy in hiking speed. Yeah, and so tell me like, about your experience. Tell me about that. Yeah. Was this was this second summer first or uh, second? This season was the second summer. Season. I didn't make it yeah. out my first season. Okay, um, but that was my second season. It was us five. Me and Cassidy were clearly the front runners of the group, uh, just plowing ahead of everybody. Um, Devin did his best to keep up with us, but. He was so overworked being the manager of the zipline that season. Like he had not barely been able to hike at all. Yeah. So he was a bit out of shape and Clarissa and Tess were just struggling just to make it to our camp each night. And, you know, we, and it was, it was, you hate to have like, like conflict, like what camp can we make it to? And it's, it's like kind of annoying. Cause it's like, okay, yeah. like 
we, we were like, okay, we're going to make it this camp tonight. And we make it. And then like the front runners make it there with like two hours of sunlight left. Like maybe we should all stuck together, but I don't know. Like I like hiking out of pace. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and I'm a fast, like I'm a fast hiker. So like, I just don't want to go slow. It's just against my soul and my soul. Uh, my, yeah, we my don't being. have one, but yeah, being. And so like, you have that little bit, but God, it is such a, a gorgeous hike. Um, we got hit or miss on the weather. Um, we didn't really get rained on much. Uh, one night we got rained on, but it was when we were staying that first night at the sheep camp, which is that like big, yeah, uh, like outdoor awning area. And there's like a roof and it's fine. Um, we, this, the rough part was when we did the, the golden staircase, which is, I forget what the elevation is on that, but it's just a huge rock shuffle. Like. Dude, that is steep, man. And it's when yeah. it's wet, dude. That's kind of sketchy. We man. were socked in. We couldn't see anything. Like we could. It was that was one of the foggiest days I'd seen. There's in no Skagway. trail. Like, what do you do? No then? trail. Yeah. So we're just wandering around, yelling at each other, trying to like keep in contact with each other, trying yeah. to figure out where the trail is because it's just you're just looking up at like this giant mountain with no perceivable trail to get over it. There's no obvious way anywhere yeah and it's it was just hours and hours of trial and error going down wrong paths (laughs) having like backtrack yeah just continuously yelling for each other just trying to make sure no one tripped and fell down a ravine or got stuck in a rock or something i don't know it was was a nightmare it's like i'm sure that is like i've I've seen photos and i've seen like videos of like people doing that part of the hike uh on nice weather it's gorgeous but Man, I was totally socked in. I couldn't see a thing. It was cold, wet. Everything was slippery. Well, yeah. I feel that's that's how our experience was, and I I can't imagine. Like I was, I feel like I'm pretty experienced in hiking, and I was like a little bit like, oh shit, like where's Morgan? Like I don't know what's going on here. Like we need to find the right route to get over this pass. Like we could be severely fucked up if we don't. Yeah, but yeah, once you're you get not past anywhere. The, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're not anywhere close to anything else at that spot. Like you got to get over that and then keep going for a while, like to get to yeah. the next camp. And then you're in Canada. And I thought that Canadian Canada, side yeah. was beautiful. Was just, I, I don't, oh, did you yeah. see caribou on the other side? Uh, I did not see any car- caribou. We saw a bunch of goats. Um, nice. I don't think we saw any caribou. I did come across a bear cub. Oh, which really? Was one of the more frightening experiences that's ever happened to me. In was my it life. a brown bear or was it a black bear? It was a brown bear. Um, it was maybe 40 pounds, like not very big. Yeah. And it was just, it was the last day of the hike. We're exhausted. We got maybe like five miles to go to get back to the road to get, uh, get picked up. And I just, we're just walking down. And I just hear something rustling in the bushes. I'm like, hey, I wonder what that is. And I just kind of wander over and I just peek in the bush and I just see, oh, this cute little brown bear look up at me. And I'm just like, oh, shit, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and I just look at me like, guys, there's a cub over there. Let's go. And I know there's like bad advice. Like, don't take that as good advice. Don't just decide to just run. Yeah. If you think there's a bear in the area, <laughs> that's really bad advice. But uh, I had a little bit of it's weird when you're like fight or flight takes over and you choose to flight from just an adorable cuddly little yeah. thing because you're <laughs> so terrified of it. <laughs> it's like a little uh, gremlin experience, dude. You don't want to feed that guy. 
I know you do, but it's just like you know what it represents, and that's a horrible, <laughs> horrible mauling. Oh yeah, because we because so, it was we had found like because we were this was like not long after the salmon run had started. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of bears at, in the area. We had been coming across uh, not the first day as we were going through like the swampy area we kept finding like fresh scat and bear tracks yeah. and like we know he's around here like and we're like right by the river and there's salmon everywhere we're, like hopefully they're fed they're fine like they 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 like fish more than us we're not gonna like worry but like i'm just playing music real loud yeah, and yeah. i got bear spray handy but just that that whole first day we were so freaked out by just just seemingly there being bears everywhere around us. Those bears are fucking huge, though. I mean, like that's just like those are huge. Oh god, John. brown bears! They have tons of food. So yeah, they can just some get... of the biggest bears in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how fucking gross? Like coming off subject a little bit, but how fucking gross is the the salmon run? Like people, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's pretty cool, but it's actually fucking disgusting. End of season when they're just they're zombies, man. They're literally just dead fish, just like swimming. Like their bodies are decaying. Gulls are eating them. It is weird, uh, just how it you, like you hear it and you know it in your yeah. head. Like if you are educated on like the salmon life cycle, but until you like walk up to a river and like the smell hits you, <laughs> yeah. and there's like flies everywhere, and there's like tons of dead ones along the side, and then all of the half decayed like, yeah. just just little like meat sacks that are just still barely swimming in place, and it's like yeah, like it's really fun when the first starts because it's like. There's all these, there's, the river's full. It's awesome. It's cool. All the bears start coming down. The, the otters and seals are coming in to eat them. And like the bald eagles are everywhere every day. Yeah. And like, that's awesome. It's amazing. Really awesome. Like, it's fucking America, nature. dude. It's, it is just fucking America. <laughs> and like, when you have that moment, I don't know if you ever did this. I remember uh, I was on tour and it was my last tour of the day. It wasn't like the last tour of the day, but it was my yeah. last tour of the day. So I was riding back to town with the tour group because our zip line was pretty out like 40 minutes outside of town. So if you, if you left early, you just, uh, ride back to the tourists. They had room on the bus. And, uh, so like we're walking back to the bus and like, you have to cross over this little stream. It's full of river, full of, uh, salmon. And, and I'm just like, I've been killing it. I had this tour, these, these two little kids, they loved me as two like <laughs> 10 year old boys. And then I, they were like, I was cool guy to ducky. Like yeah. they just thought I was so cool. And I'm like, hey, you guys want to take a picture with a salmon? They're like, yeah, sure. And they like walk up to the edge. And I'm like, no, 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 like with one. And I like turn around. I just grab one out of the water. Like, it was like, it was like handed to a little kid. I'm like, here you go. Like, Bob, take a photo. <laughs> He's like, what? Is that safe? Is that like got diseases? I'm like, ah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, I, don't know. I have no idea. Oh, it probably doesn't wrong. vary a lot of diseases. And hopefully the kid didn't die, but I can I only assume idea, he but... got very sick. Yes, I mean he's on vacation, so I, they'll probably blame it on something else. Like, yeah, people exactly. People get sick on cruises, like that's normal. You're not gonna blame it on me. No, that's a cruise dilemma. Yeah, that's why I sign a waiver. Like, no, exactly. If you sign the waiver, you pretty much sign your life away. That's kind of exactly. how it is. Yeah, I feel like people don't realize as much. Like, you hear about people on these like zip lines down in like South America, and like it's like you sign the waiver. It's like they could just kill you, man. Like. <laughs> It's really you really if you sign a waiver like it's really hard to to take anyone like hold anyone's feet to the fire about like taking responsibility for anything that happens like oh 
Well, yeah, dude, it's crazy. But our zip line, like speaking of like zip lines, like in that kind of like cool environment and like how many lines we had and the things you're able to do was still relatively safe, like two different lines compared to like some of these like crazy ones that you hear about. Like, I, I don't honestly don't know if I want to do a zip line anywhere because I'm, I'm freaked out, man. See, it's it's for me, it just depends where it is, because like I've like actually looked it up a little bit and like the zip line we worked on is like known as one of the most dangerous zip lines in North America. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shit, dude. Like as far as like not as far as like uh like how well it's built, even though like I mean the entire maintenance team for my first summer did not return. So like when I showed up, I showed up early to try to get a good room in our housing, and yeah. like I was like the second guy there, and they're like, Oh, you guys have to like put up the zip line and like oh we got a whole new braking system. I hope you guys can figure it out. But yeah what like we have no new returners the manager is devin who was like supposed to be the assistant <laughs> manager the new yeah. manager showed up looked around and said no and quit and just left yeah, yeah, yeah and so they were like oh devin you get to be manager now and he's like what like wasn't even on the maintenance crew a little year before like it's no idea what he's doing we're like watching youtube videos on how to belay to try to set shit up like <laughs> unreal man like it's amazing no one died that summer yeah, like uh, from the stories I heard, like our we actually had like we didn't have that many like crazy uh, incidents. Like the craziest incident I knew about on the zip line was when the guy I don't want to say his name, but didn't break for the the girl and the tour that I was on. Yeah, I was right there. I was like ten feet from that. I was the one that yelled "Yo, yo, yo!" like right before she hit. So like Michaela like kind of grabbed her, kind of stopped her. Oh no! Th- so that oh fuck, dude! No, that happened. Oh no! There was another one. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, there was. I was I was right by that one too, dude. Um, yeah. Then that was I almost got blamed for that one because like I switched with the guy. I don't want to say his name. What? Be right yeah, before I that. Name people. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I it wasn't me, but it looked like it was me because he just like sent the person down. That was just like a weird thing. But this thing was like at the first line, you know, mm-hmm. when you, you're running across can yeah yeah i remember that yeah and uh i it was the last person and and the person gave me the thumbs up that they're good to go and he was paying attention and so i sent the the girl down and i thought everything was fine i didn't see it dude i didn't know what happened but apparently he hadn't broke for because i once the girl got down i just like fucking did my thing and i like was upside down like probably looked like an asshole just like yeah as soon as you send your 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 bits done yeah yeah do whatever the fuck you want so I come onto this like platform and everyone's freaked out. Like the person like had just gave a spiel for uh big kahuna, which is our fastest line. People are supposed to do front flips down and he's going to be breaking for him after he didn't break for this girl. The last thing. So nobody wanted to go down, dude. <laughs> nobody, nobody even did front flips. I had fucking, I come on this, onto this, like didn't know anything and everyone's freaked the fuck out and they tell me what would happen. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. Uh, and like at that point, there's no way for me to switch with the person. To do the yeah. breaking, but they had no confidence in him, and it was just such a bad experience. Like, it's rough. It's rough when people lo- lose their confidence right off the bat because the first line, yeah, the second line is the biggest line on the course. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. that's like there's there's the tour is terrible. I mean, I don't know how to. We definitely didn't get tips, but I don't know how to make that any better. It's tough. It's tough. You know. It's funny, like, how much of, like, tour guiding, though, does revolve around tips. But, like, I feel like yeah. different people, like, like tried harder or not on that. 
Like there were the guys that just never really, you knew they just kind of never really felt themselves. And so they were always just kind of trying to make sure they didn't kill anybody. And, and then like, I mean, I'll say like, I was just concentrated on tips every day. Like I was trying to make as much money as I could and would shamelessly lie to people constantly. (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. I love the lies. But oh, people, yeah, like, people knew it. There's no way that like one of my bits was like, I'd say this is the uh, so this is one of those didn't know this guys, but this is actually the set of Toy Story 2, which is a fucking animated film. It was the stupidest thing ever. But you just say that straight face and people were like, oh, OK, yeah, Toy, Toy Story 2. Got it. I had the time. Uh, who was it? Um, Alex said came up and like whispered something to me. It was like just like a joke or something. <laughs> And then, like, as she was zipping away, I just turned to my group and just went, I've got to be a father. (laughs) (laughs) She just, like, turned her head, like, what? (laughs) Like, as she's zipping away. (laughs) And then, like, my whole group thought that I was, uh, that she had just told me that she was pregnant with my baby. And (laughs) she just had to roll with it. And we ended up getting tipped, like, 200 bucks. It was awesome. (laughs) Like, the dad at the end handed me, like, $100 bill. He's like, for the baby. (laughs) Thank you, sir. You're what are some person. of the other lies that you uh, you told while you're out there? Um, I had I had at least two fake proposals where I would propose to my other guide. Yeah. Uh, I used to tell people that Axel, who was the big, large Puerto Rican uh, bus driver, was who the movie Nacho Libre was actually based off of. <laughs> That's funny. I would just tell I would just tell his whole life story pretty much and yeah. that he was yeah little orphan boy and grew up in a monastery and always wanted to be a wrestler and just wanted to provide salads for the other orphan boys as he got older and so had to fight his way through the slums and underground boxing to try to get through it they cleaned it up for the movie made it like wrestling rather than <laughs> yeah. underground boxing did they say anything did Axel ever say that they somebody said something to him about that yeah, yeah, he would. I would get back to town and like I'd see him at the bar like later, and he's like, "Why do you always make up these things about me for your groups?" <laughs> like, like I, I think it's funny. He's like, "Okay, but it's weird for me." <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, <laughs> it's great for me, and it makes them tip me more money. So, well, I don't think so. I think the tips in general are good though, because I don't think that we give as good of a tour. Like, and I think like people want this like this edginess, especially in like the Alaska, like place where we were, people want this edginess to their guides. It's the last frontier. They expect people that live up there to be a little wild. And so like, whether that's just like telling outrageous stories or being like some of the guides and not showering for weeks on end, like, you know, (laughs) you do it however you'd like. Like, yeah, I can't talk. I had a fucking huge beard, dude. And like very long hair. You were gorgeous. I loved, (laughs) I loved your look then. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, we were crazy, man. Like, cra- I was just thinking one thing I thought was funny. Remy had the Bacafi. Do you remember Bacafi? The Bacafi. Oh, I know that. What was that? I don't. I was so stupid. <laughs> we just because like Alaska, like didn't it got kind of dark, you know, where we were, but not really dark. Like we just, yeah. Remy just stayed up all night, and he would have beer uh, and coffee, and it was like oh, cheap yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah. It was like natty. <laughs> And yeah, coffee. he was always drinking those natty, natty ices. Yeah, called yeah. it coffee, yeah. dude, and that became a drink. But coffee was just so <laughs> gross, dude. I don't even know. Like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, 
What's what's a what's a funny story that comes to your head about just like the the wild times of being an Alaskan guide? Um, I mean, uh, I should have thought of like these. Sorry, things. dude. Yeah, it's like put me on spot. Yeah, put me on spot. It's fine. No, no, no. Um, so I loved one of my favorite moments that was when I first became an Alaskan guide. It's not that wild, but just something that always stuck with me. And yeah. Like, Something that like I, I appreciate like the moments that like it's like someone like said something really funny that just I still say today is like is when uh when I first started getting trained, Grizz, who was a big old Michigan boy with a big old giant ginger beard, just like holds up his arm like like a chicken wing, like holds holds it out like elbow out with his fist like to his chest, and he's like, All right, all right. Do you do you baby birds know what this is? He like points at his arm. We're like, no. What? He's like, this is my wing. I'm gonna keep you under it, all right? And it was just so sweet and tender. And I've always remembered it. And like any job I've had since then. Like whenever if I'm like training someone, I'm like, all right, baby birds. Uh, I loved Will's eleven nineteen. Oh yeah. I've tried to push that all sorts of times. No one else. Is, that was the only circumstance I think people would actually fall for that kind of bullshit. <laughs> 11, yeah, 11.19 became a celebration. Anywhere on the zipline, yeah. it was 11.19, you had to celebrate and like do some dance. and. Yeah, it was a party minute. It was a party minute. 11.19 was a party minute. At 11.19, every day, <laughs> yeah. twice a day at 11.19, we would party. For one yeah. minute, you'd have songs queued up, and whoever was off the line at the time would play the song in the radio yeah. so everyone could hear it, and everyone would just take one minute off from whatever they were doing and just dance to their heart's content. And you would dance like no one is watching. If you were chopping wood by yourself, you heard that song come on the radio, <laughs> you put down your axe and you danced. It's 1119, dude. Everyone party. How did that what else even start? How did that start? It was, Will just lied. He just made it up one day. And we yes. all believed him that it was a thing in Australia. <laughs> where he's like, yeah, everyone in Australia does this. It's like a global pastime or a, a national pastime. We're like, really? I can't believe I've never heard of it. It's just like everyone a- believed him because the way he's fucking talk is Aussie accent <laughs> yeah. just, you never could tell if he was bullshitting or not well he's and he's a doctor now so. he's a doctor now which I think Literally probably a doctor. serves him great yeah, yeah. you have cancer ah, good one yeah dude <laughs> yeah you'll love it <laughs> dude no that's that's funny I feel like most places you know 1119 sure that's an inside joke that oh it happened a few times but it literally happened every day every, every day, day. Yeah. 1119 the whole season it was amazing I loved it I'm a big dancer. I, I love to party. And I felt like we, like, as much as we partied up there, you can never party too much. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're all a bunch of good for nothings that we're trying to put off becoming adults anyway. Like, we might as well yeah. steer into the curve. Like, oh, dude. I, I, I remember one of my fondest memories, or not one of them, but I, I just love behind the place that we live. We live in a place called the attic, which is like an old natural history museum above a warehouse. And just like the rooms didn't make sense, dude. Morgan's and I room wasn't a room. It had no windows. Like it was just some sealed off area that had like an archway or entryway. Like it was just a fucking Yeah, I mean, weird. I lived in a tiny walk-in closet, like with a, wait, wait, and like wait. none of us had real doors. Like oh, we all right. just you had, the closet. had curtains or just Yeah, you just had curtains for doors, sheets. Yeah. There was like, I don't even know how many kitchens in that one place. There's like six kitchens in the one. One, it was like five kitchens, I think. Yeah. That's crazy. But we had that fire pit in the back, and I remember, like, I just love playing beer. I darts. built that fire pit. Me and Mitch built that. Oh, fire really? Pit. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Well, I love that. It was not like, there the first season. Like my first season, that fire pit was not there. Me and Mitch built that. 
that was such a great i just love that spot and like our whatever we did behind there and like i like beer darts and then i always loved like because like the train which is like one of the most popular tours they go right by our place and we just like wave to the tourists as they i dude i so i'm a florida boy and obviously you don't get a lot of sun up in alaska so like anytime it was sunny i was on that back porch and also i smoked cigarettes so i was back there smoking cigarettes a lot too yeah um but I just made a point of it. Every time that train went by, I waved at it. And like yeah. people would just take photos. Cause they're like, it's like right as the train's starting. It's like just pulling out of the station. Yeah. So everyone's like ready, like got their cameras ready. Don't know when they're going to see something funny. <laughs> and so like, it's like the first thing you see as you pull out the station is like this random, like big old, like weird fake storefront with a porch attached to it. And all these like, 25 year old shirtless dudes in 60 degree weather trying to catch a little <laughs> bit of sun. I'm just waving super enthusiastically. Like well, so- I swear to God, I've, I, if I could like somehow do like a facial recognition software in like China, <laughs> there's thousands of photos of me <laughs> in Chinese culture uh, sitting waving on that porch. Like I'm sure, I'm sure of it. Well, I think it's, and also the other end was just like this, these two doors that just opened up to like your death, nothing, your second story. Yeah, nothing yeah just step off just onto concrete yeah <laughs> yeah and we just would hang out there dude and tourists would just walk by and like as they're trying to check out skagway and just see us there yeah uh, just, i was i would always yell on the stuff i love i love the rapport with the uh the madams as they would be given oh. their the um the ghost tour yeah well because skagway that the What's that called again? Yeah, tell the story of that. Like, what what is that again? So the Red Onion Saloon was a, an old brothel back in the day, and has a brothel museum upstairs. And all of the waitresses there all dress up as madams and very busty attire. And they will give these walking tours of Skagway, and they'd walk around the town because Skagway was a, a terrible hive of scum and villainy in 1898. And they averaged like seven murders a day in a town that's four blocks wide and 20 long. And so there's like just all of these rumors of like the town being super haunted because so many people died there. And so they'd give this, this walking tour, but it's very sexual walking tour. They'd give to all sorts of very, very sexual jokes. Yeah. There were madams and it was, you know, it was a brothel tour or whatever. And, uh, and they were just great. And they had really great, uh, we, they knew they'd hang out with us a lot. We'd hang out, uh, with, with them. Their housing wasn't very far from ours. So we were friendly with them and uh, they just come by and be like, oh, they see me sit up there and miss uh, maybe I'm trying to remember any of their brothel names. Uh, Anya Johnson walks up and, (laughs) oh, Ducky, you left your boots after our appointment this afternoon. You can come (laughs) by and get them. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. Maybe I would have had a better, uh, better rapport joke than that to give back. <laughs> no no you'd, you'd be very smooth no no it would be very smooth like they would they would give some sort of like sexual joke but like, like they, tee up, they knew yeah they knew the guides could give it to it back and it was yeah. always good yeah no that, that was and the get i'm sure the guests love that dude. they probably ate it up yeah and like i i think overall even though we're lying because i would want to do want to say like even though we're lying to people there's no way I mean, maybe some people don't believe it, but they they fucking love. Even if they knew we were on a show, man, we're we're living in a town that supports our freaking trash lifestyles. (laughs) They love it. 
trying to put off growing up and stay in Neverland as long yeah. as we can. And so anything little thing we can do to just propagate the fun of the town, I think helps. And so like, even when I was off work, I still was always kind of on like, Oh yeah. But like seven o'clock, the last cruise ship leaves done. I'm off. Like, but if I'm around town and there's tourists around town, I know I'm kind of representing that town. So like I'm on like all the time. I'm always just doing stupid shit with people and like making, yeah. making jokes. And... Well, I think what's funny is like, what is it? The last cruise ship of the year, everyone, everybody in the town everybody. lines the docks and we just fucking moon the last cruise ship. Yeah. And people the last love moon it. of the summer. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. And like the, the tourists that are on the cruise ship, they're eating it up, man. That's oh, they thought it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they all lined up on all the rails and they were all taking photos. Yeah. <laughs> of our asses. The tourists loved us, man. We had, had so much fun. Just like, I remember I had the, uh, not the dean, the, the head of Stanford University on my tour. Not the dean, maybe dean. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I remember like I had him on my tour and I gave him a tour and he had a great tour. And I was kind of telling him about my life and stuff. And like, I remember like at the end of the tour, he like told me like, man, if I could go back, I'd do what you're doing right now. Like for sure. Yeah. And I was like, and I, and I felt like that's what everybody thought like the whole time. Like any, everyone who came on our tour was like, fuck man. Like I, my kids are all right, but I would way rather be doing what you're doing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we just don't want to grow up. This is like that, that part of like human beings that just like, like some of us do, like you want to have, some people want to have a family, like yuck to me. I don't get it, but yeah. I mean, kids are gross, but um, I, I love like, I just love like fucking around. Like it's adult summer camp. And it's like, I it's, it's like, like imagine if you got to like live on the Appalachian trail, but actually get paid a good wage to do it. Like that's kind of what it feels like. Plus more showers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Or so for some people, but some people didn't last, I'm sure. But no, it, yeah, dude, it is. It's like that, like that carefree. I mean, you're still doing work. There's a little bit of care, but like ego's gone, dude. Like you just lose your ego. That's yeah. what it is. So you just do whatever you you're truly like yourself or you can reinvent yourself, which is the trail is very much like if you are like, just want to yeah. reinvent who you are. No one knows you. That's, that's one of the biggest beauties of it is the ability to reinvent yourself. Cause like so much of who people are is based on the people's conception of them. Like their their friends, their family, their circle, yeah. but the people around them have a conception of them. And I think that shapes who people are day to day. And so like when you get put yourself into an entirely new environment, that's away from any preconceptions of who you are, you have like such an amazing ability to just totally like, imagine the best version of yourself and try to live it out day by day. Yeah. And I think that spot where we were was such a great place to do it because you're just so far. They're just, there's nothing around, man. Like the, no. we get groceries once a week from this barge. And by the end of the week, it, they're just like the lettuce is already moldy and shit. Like, like yeah, we just, the, there's the barge around. comes in on Tuesday and like anything with an expiration date's gone by Friday. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah crazy so that was such a great experience i i think skag was a great place and i'm i've been debating trying to go back with like i remember the town actually had a problem with will bryant who was my roommate the first summer yeah and he was fresh out of the marines and he's a big dude he's like six three like yeah. real big jack works out twice a day 
And like the town actually like uh, there's like a town Facebook group and they actually like it, someone made a post and it got a ton of likes comparative to the population of the town yeah. about this Marine dude that works for Skagway excursions who keeps buying all the fucking eggs every week. <laughs> oh, like one person can make a noticeable difference in how oh, yeah. many eggs the town gets. Like, Oh, it's it's crazy. The grossest shit, man. Like you got it, and you got to get in there. You got to be an asshole about it oh, a little yeah. bit too. Oh, it's it's cutthroat, man. It's like Black Friday every day, every week. That's why I get pissed when you see the tourists in there and they're fucking buying apples, man. What are you getting apples for? Unbelievable. Oh man, you're gonna be. That was one thing I always ship. wished I could have done that I never was able to. I always wanted to try to sneak onto a cruise ship <laughs> yeah. to hit the buffet because like it had been so long since yeah. I had like an actual assortment of fresh fruit to pick from, like. Well, you definitely met some ladies, though, that before the I was always I don't know how you did it, but pull some ladies before they uh, left on the, the cruises. Um, You know, it's that <laughs> animal magnetism, I guess. I don't know. I, I was I trying to think of something like a, a, a foul magnetism. but I feel like if there's anybody who's able to sneak on a cruise like low key and then get away with it, I felt like or I feel like that would be you. That's what I thought. And I tried a bunch of times, but never <laughs> really? could. Oh, I was trying to like buy people's passes off. I'm like, oh, I will leave yeah. you my my driver's license, my passport, my credit card. If you give me your boat pass, I swear to God, I just want to go on and eat the buffet for like two hours while you're <laughs> yeah. doing whatever you're doing. And I'll come back and we'll trade back and be fine. No big worries. No one ever do it. I couldn't believe it. Really thought someone would have taken me up on that. Like, oh, what do you think yeah. I'm going to do? You think I'm going to leave on this cruise and like leave you with my oh. passport and like, People don't trust these days. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. It's yeah. Crazy. I blame society. I, I do too. Yeah. I did. I did. Actually, I was really proud of. I only once. I pulled one tourist of my, my two seasons in Skagway. And it was so ridiculous. Because it was, it was, I don't remember what jokes. It was two jokes. Yeah. I told two jokes. And, I, and then she told me a joke. <laughs> it was funny. And I liked the joke. Yeah. And then we were at standing on the porch of Happy Endings, which you could see the attic from. Mm-hmm. Like if you stood all the way on the edge of the porch, you could see the attic. And Happy Endings is a bar, by the way. And they it's a bar. Yeah, it's yeah. only about a block and a half from our house. And so I just literally like I, I asked her, like, you're off a cruise ship, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, what time do you have to be back on? She's like, uh, about like 645. I got to be back on. <laughs> I looked at my watch. It was like 515. I'm like all right, come here. And I like walk over to the edge of the porch. I like point at my house. I'm like, I live right there. Would you like to run back to my house for a quickie? And she goes, where do you live? I'm like that one right there. And she goes, all right. And I ran inside and I paid my tab and I came back out. (laughs) And we just ran down the street. We ran all the way back to my house and ran up the stairs. And Cassidy was on the couch reading a book my roommate <laughs> yeah. and we just walk in and i got this big ass smile on my face and she's like looking very sheepish and he's just like he gives us a look and then we just go in my room and then well, your room which is just like an area uh, that's separated by sheet it's, it's 10 feet from where he's sitting like <laughs> yeah. obviously he could hear everything that's going on uh, in my room like i'm gonna have like a little fan in there but yeah yeah like you know we everyone knows what's going on like oh yeah the australians on the other side of my wall <laughs> which my wall which has a uh, a half inch crack running down, yeah, going straight from bed to bed. You can see through. Um, but yeah, so then like she wanders out. Uh, 
an undisclosed amount of time later and then I walk out and by then like a bunch of other people had shown up and they all just started clapping for me. It was a really nice moment. Dude, the attic was she like left her mittens and I still have her mittens. Oh, really? Them. I yeah, hope she listens like to the, really pod- cute. the podcast, man. Maybe she'll, uh, you know, not going to get her mittens back, but at least she'll have the memory. She's not going to get her mittens back. Yeah. But, uh, if she, if she listens to it and remembers the story, like uh, look me up, uh, Daniel Ducky on Instagram. <laughs> Dude, maybe she's uh, around Florida or maybe she's about to go on a, you know, a Florida vacation. I mean, maybe it, I, I don't think anyone in Florida owns mittens, but maybe, oh, but may, maybe she, they I mean, it's a story. It's like a Cinderella story. You know, she just wants to meet the Prince charming, but it could be, it would be really sad though. If like she, she does meet back up with me, but like she's put on some like weight and the mittens don't fit anymore. Oh no. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah. You cannot. She's like, I swear to God, I just gained weight. I'm like, if the mittens that. don't fit, then you must acquit. That's that's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. I heard that. Or no, it's like a fairy tale story or something. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's about uh, OJ and the, the fairy and, princess, uh, the seven dwarves. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a juicy, a juicy tale. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it did not do well. Though I don't know <laughs> to who. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man dude i was also thinking the other day is like i the drag night was crazy like so up my the memories my phone came up and i don't know if i like screenshot of the photo regardless is i had the drag because like we dressed up in drag for like the drag night all of us yeah the 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 red onion saloon the, the 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 bar that has the brothel museum does a drag night every summer and we, the whole, the all, <laughs> I'm not going to say the whole town, but all the cool kids in town yeah. all dress up and drag and show up for it. Dude, oh, we, we got ter- beautiful. Oh, all of our pictures are terrible because we all, we got obliterated before the the show because we, uh, we were pre-gaming as we were getting ready. So all yeah. the photos are blurry. Yeah. Well, we didn't realize, I feel like that was our mistake was that like we were, we were pre-gaming as we were getting ready and like, we just didn't have a good concept of how long makeup actually takes to look good. <laughs> oh, shit, and so yeah. it's like, I was going at a certain pace <laughs> expecting like this makeup process to be yeah, done. Five, five and then minutes. like, it just kept going and I didn't yeah. readjust my drinking intake. And yeah, by the time we showed up there, man, I was white girl wasted. Like, oh yeah. Oh, well, did you have a, you have a name, uh, a drag name? Uh, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. I just remember I was Monica. And Monica loved uh, you were Monica slapping butts, dude. And and honestly, I probably sh- and it was not like women's butts and men's butts. Monica loved it, and she probably should have gotten a fight. I think I looked I looked bigger then. I was a little bit bigger, and I was wearing a cutoff shirt. So I think maybe you look gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I really went for it. I I got summer to do my makeup, and I wore one of Anya's dresses. <laughs> Couldn't find anyone with any woman with shoes big enough for me. Yeah. So I had to wear my own flip flops which ended up snapping that night and uh, I went stayed in character and just kicked them off into the crowd and went barefoot <laughs> the rest of the night. Yeah. And that's what got me kicked out of happy endings at the end of the night. I was bleeding all over the floor. Cause oh, my geez. feet were bleeding, but I really went for it, man. I, I was trying to be the most pretty girl I could be. Oh, I think you and succeeded. I still show people the photo of me. I had beautiful long blonde hair at the time. You did. Did you have that white dress? Right. Uh, I had a black dress. Fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, I went for it hard, and I I, I, I put buffs and I stuffed my uh, my chest with buffs, and it looked really good. And I remember that. I remember I was gonna say something about the stuffing. It was a uh, very it was done well. 
yeah like i don't have a big enough chest to really fill out a, a nice dress on my own so i had to well, fake it you a do little what you bit can. but you know you know i think a right. lot of girls do that i think more girls do that than we really think as men but i don't yeah. judge like i don't I judge mean, I, did, I did it myself so i have no room to judge yeah it's like maybe just make the you know, the garment a little bit better that point yeah maybe just like sew the sew the stuffing into the garment so it's like you don't have to add anything to Free it stuff garment free stuff garment i feel like that's a million dollar idea yeah at least but yeah i, I mean i guess I mean, they I'm not push your do it. or something i don't know push yeah. it yeah gross yeah i don't know i don't have any sisters <laughs> i don't know how these things work yeah, i do and i still don't so i'm i'm i was homeschooled i've never had a real girlfriend my my understanding of women is very basic oh dude girlfriends man i mean you don't want to get heartbroken so you need this you're heartbroken no never yeah you don't want to i i just heard uh i read a quote from butters of south park tonight about girlfriends how they come into your life and they're the best thing ever and then they get bored of you and they take a poop on your heart and they leave and go find something more exciting and you're just stuck there sad with poop on your heart yeah well i've definitely felt that but i, I don't have any negative things to say about my uh my past girlfriends they're great people they're listening oh, to this. yeah great people i i have nothing bad to say about your ex-girlfriends either <laughs> yeah I mean, uh so actually that reminds me you're doing a am i allowed to say this about the or no uh I, you can Expand say i'm that. working on something you're working um, on something working on something really cool um hopefully we'll be on netflix at some point in the Very foreseeable cool. future uh yeah. just getting into talks just uh, i'm not gonna put out a name yet because nothing's official yet yeah uh but it's gonna be really exciting it's about uh a bunch of trashy people that are trying to find a new life for themselves and better themselves and avoid becoming grown-ups, <laughs> which I have a lot of experience with. Yeah. I never want to grow up. Well, what, so we will, I'll, I'll kind of change the subject a little bit. Cause I know you can't talk about this, but uh, last time I talked to you trying to do, you were doing stand up. I mean, so what, what are you doing now? Are you doing, how are you entertaining people currently? To know you're a big uh, entertainer. So I'm mainly focused on my writing right now. Uh, this project that I'm not not <laughs> yeah, going to give a name to. Sorry it's for on, bringing that up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a TV show I'm working on. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm sure I'll be able to talk about it more soon. But uh, that's the main thing I'm working on right now. Obviously, there's not a whole lot of stand-up happening at the moment. So I haven't really been doing that. Um, I did actually do... The I'm uh, home based in Orlando, and I was able to do the last ever stand up show of Orlando before the lockdown, and it was like the first one I had done in a while, and a lot of people blamed me for closing down the world. <laughs> Damn, dude! Which I Did thought it was go a well? Harsh. Yeah, I mean that sounds a bit harsh. It was hit or miss. Um, I yeah. wrote my whole set in like a week and a half. Yeah, way too quick for a five minute set. Um, I'm not a savant. Yeah, I had a couple good jokes that I was really proud of that I came up with and a hot bit of garbage. But, you know, I had fun. I went with it, got some laughs, got some groans, got some just really uncomfortable silences. <laughs> and some people laughing at my uncomfortable silences, which some of that was intentional. I'm yeah. just a weird dude and I'd say things that make people uncomfortable. So, you know, you roll with it. Well, I appreciate I, I think that's the funny thing. It's like that guiding has helped. I definitely am okay with my jokes not hitting. Um, you know, it, it happens. 
Yeah, yeah. I had so many tours that I told jokes that people just hated me. People hated me. Yeah. They just thought I was the dumbest person in the world. And I would just keep telling them worse and worse jokes because they pissed me off. So I'm like, I'm just like, okay, you just have bad taste. Now I'm going to punish you for it. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just keep telling progressively worse and worse jokes. And they would just be getting like more mad and like asking me like, no, like what's that tree called? I'm like, it's called this joke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was thinking of when you were telling that story that dad didn't like you, I was saying one time when I had a man who, or no, a woman who told me to stop telling jokes. She said, Hey, I'm trying to have a good time here. And like, when you're telling jokes, it's just not, I'm not having a good time. So you can yeah, stop. Me a couple of times. So, you okay. just got to power through that. Well, <laughs> it was like, it was the long one where it was just like, we were switching anyway. So I was just like, okay, you're, I'm done with me anyways. I'm the okay. second guide. So whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This, this is a, a classic mistake that a lot of people, uh, aspiring comedians, aspiring guides, aspiring entertainers, need to come to terms with is that like some people are going to think you're dumb and think you're stupid and think you're not funny. Yeah. They're always wrong. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's always the mindset you have to have. You're always funny. Even if every, even if a hundred percent of people hate you, they're all wrong. You're funny. And that's, that's, I feel like that's what you got to take into every room. But I also feel like you wouldn't be doing what you're doing if you were, if you didn't get the validation early on that you were funny. Right. Like if you're not yeah. funny, like you, you wouldn't be like trying to be funny. Yeah. Not all of the guides are trying to be funny. A lot of them are telling very educational or informative tours. And I just find that boring. And I just would rather try to make people laugh and be weird yeah. and make people, I mean, a lot of my trying to be funny, which is trying to make people uncomfortable. Like, to yeah. be honest, like, cause I just have <laughs> very, very little shame to, I have little to no shame. And so I'll just say anything. Like, just don't care. Don't give a shit. Um, if I think that it's just going to get an interesting reaction or like a strong reaction, because it's like, I would always say like a groan is as good as a laugh. Like as long if like, it's just about getting a strong reaction. Yeah. Like if this is, if this group's not finding my jokes funny, then I'm just going to start saying outrageous things <laughs> that they think I'm that shit insane. Yeah. Like I just want them to acknowledge that I'm trying like in some way or another, like, I don't I know. Think- no, I like that idea. I, and I, I think that is like exactly what it means when people are on the trail and they just fucking lose their ego and just like, just like, whatever, bro. I'm doing me. I think it's funny. I think it's cool. If you like it, it's cool. If you don't, whatever, you're wrong. Yeah, that's, I feel like that was something me and you bonded over real heavy was that like, well, like you are going to always cater your tours somewhat to your group. At the end of the day, we were always trying to make ourselves and our other guides laugh not yeah. our groups yeah yeah like like because like you know like two three months in everyone's heard all the jokes everyone knows each other's tours really well so like it's just like every tour i'm like i'm gonna at least say one something crazy that my other guy doesn't expect that just catches them just absolutely flat-footed there's like wait what like like that's what i'm going for because like that's the authentic like cause yeah the guy the, the guests can tell like by the other guy's reaction like is this his canned line that he says over and over? If the other guy's just kind of sitting there like, like uh, just, uh, yeah, yeah, just wait. Yeah. Like they see that and they, yeah. they can smell that. And so it's like, you got to just bring out some, even if it's just nonsensical garbage, like just something fresh every once in a while, like just to keep people on their toes. I remember Will got me really bad. Cause like this joke that we were doing in town was no matter what anyone said, I would say, Hey, it's not really funny. Cause actually my, my dad died that way. Like it doesn't, it, like it was so stupid, but oh it's ruined God. everyone's joke. But like I was saying, 
I wasn't even joking. I was like saying about the bridge, like, gotta be careful. And then one of my guests said to me, he was like, Hey, I just want to say like, that wasn't really cool. Cause like my dad actually died, uh, crossing the bridge or something like that. And it like got, I was like, Oh, right. What? And it was the funniest thing that Will had told my guests on the previous line to do that to me. And that was like the most awesome thing. That's hilarious. Uh, not fun story. That actually happened to me this fucking week. What? So, so me and my brothers have had this story, this running joke going back to we were little kids. Yeah. That we would like tell each other, like each like old the older brothers would tell the younger brothers when they were doing something annoying, like, you know, you know, that's how your brother Billy died, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, dude, you gotta stop doing that. That's how Billy died. Like, just like that we had had this fake brother named Billy and that yeah. he had died doing whatever stupid thing. And it just had just been a running joke my whole life. My whole life has just been a little stupid little running joke me and my brothers do well so my older brother comes into town we're all hanging out i'm hanging out with some other friends we all got to a bar and i forgot that like one of my best friends in town here who my brothers don't know had a brother named billy who died and it was like really sad story like really like emotional like he like killed himself it was like really really fucked up thing like and it was his birthday this weekend. Oh god! And like they were all fucked up from it already, and was like coming out to the bar because they were like all fucked up. We we're trying to get yeah. away from it. And then my brother made a "That's how your brother Billy died" joke oh, as we're god. playing pool, and oh, I'm just like, "Oh god. no!" Oh, I felt so bad. It was so awful, and just like, it was just like, and it was like a couple of the people at the table knew. But like most of them didn't and so like it was like he just made a joke and then like a quarter of the table just instantly is like oh fuck (laughs) and it just like shit like and there's like no way he could have known like just a stupid no did your friend think it was funny or is he like bummed out bummed out oh shit dude yeah like it was real raw like real raw about it like yeah sucked Sorry to bring that podcast to a screeching halt. No. Well, that reminds <laughs> but, but, me. That like just happened. <laughs> well, so my mom died when I was like a senior in high school. And I remember I was in class and uh, oh, I can't remember what ha- I said something. And my buddy Jacob just wasn't thinking, dude. And he said, oh, your mom does this. Like he made a your mom joke to me. And my mom had just died like like a month prior and like, I thought it was funny, but everyone else around me just instantly went quiet. And the teacher's like, Jacob, come on. And I was like, dude, it's all right. It's all right. And Jacob did, didn't know. He's like, what? What yeah. did I do? And like, I felt so uncomfortable because I thought it was funny. But everyone was mm. so worried about me not thinking it was funny that they made things so uncomfortable. It was just like this weird thing. Like, I was like, dude, just laugh. It was a funny joke. Like, <laughs> my mom no. died. It's okay. I feel uncomfortable now. I don't think I ever knew <laughs> that your mom died. I feel like I really? have to have said at least one your mom joke to you over the years. Probably, dude. I, I yeah, but I don't make a big deal about it. Like I, I like. I mean, obviously, I love my mom, and like I was a big. I don't think I would have preferred for you to like make a big deal about it and make me feel like an asshole, like just because that would have been funny. Dude, a, a lot. Of t- uh, unfortunately, a lot of times I do that, and I think it's hilarious. Like yeah, and I. If I my think mom died. Funny. I would totally <laughs> ravage anyone who ever said a your mom joke. To me. Yeah, dude, 100%. I'm very fortunate. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So jealous, God. Damn. I know, dude. It's, it's it's fucking awesome, dude. Never had that since senior year, so I've been like fucking living it my whole life. Card to pull out of the pocket. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. It's terrible. I make mean, things so uncomfortable. People hate it, but I I think it's it's fun. You gotta laugh, man. You got <laughs> comedy is good. Like it, it, 
processing feelings. It's okay. Life's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, life's, life's a joke, especially mine. So, yeah. Well, yeah. you're, yeah, life is kind of a joke. It's sad, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, dude, fun. well, dude, I, I feel like I've been cutting. <laughs> now I'm just going to leave. <laughs> yeah, that note. Fuck, dude. No, I was just saying, like, I got to pee really bad. And, uh, oh, okay. Can I watch? You can bring your phone. Your yeah. Well, there is an open door policy in Alaska, and I, I have a very shy bladder. That was pee. so weird. The open door policy, I never yeah. understood. Dude, I hate it. I can't pee with an open door. It's so weird. I didn't understand it. I never understood why. Why we have an open door policy? I thought that was your rule. I don't understand. It was my room, and I hated it. (laughs) But it was like the room from. It would been the policy from years past, and it was like, and they wouldn't let me fight it because I was like new to the room. Like it was my. I just made it into the room, even though I had the good room in the room. Fuck, man. No, but I feel like people that were like new, like didn't know anybody coming to the house. Like everyone was very adamant about your room open door policy. I didn't pee in your room, dude. It was Cassidy. It was Cassidy pushed that shit. He's, he's all, you don't fuck with tradition. Oh, well, I thought that was funny. I couldn't do it. I can't do I can't pee when someone's looking at me. I mean, I can. I, I don't really care. Like, I pee yeah, outside you got, most of the time. Like, yeah, I, I wish I was like that, man. But it just was awkward for, like, girls coming over, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, they can't. Bro, equality, man. You can't bend the rules for them. Sorry. Yeah, so we enforced it equally. Like. Yeah, you guys rights. did. Like. But it just was weird. <laughs> it's just yeah. fucking weird, man. Do like, you okay, think go? Do you think you'd ever go back to Skagway? What do you What are you thinking about the seasonal jobs? Uh, I'm thinking about it. Uh, I was actually planning on going back this last summer until COVID hit. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen this season. My little brother's going back this season, but um, is like having to take like a big pay cut. And they're not paying for his travel expenses now because he was he was working at a, a brewery the and, he, and he, the dredge. Yeah. And he was like real up like he was like third in charge there, like real Dang. kind of the guy He'd been there. For, this would have been his fifth season. And they just took such a hit like those towns rely on every summer and having to take a summer off just devastated the town. So, <sighs> yeah, dude, that was, that's terrible. And like they still don't know like what this year's cruise season is going to be like. So, um, I, that's that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's, it's do well. I mean, I'm thinking about going back in maybe two summers. So, if you want to go back, dude, I might uh, I might see you there. Yeah, I'm definitely considering it. Um, would be nice to get uh some more to write on because that is kind of like the the thing I'm writing is based a lot on my time in Skagway. So yeah, always have more material. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, dude. Well, how if, if people want to uh, see some sillies from you, dude, you said is Ducky, your, your Instagram the best way? Uh, yeah, Daniel Ducky on Instagram is definitely my biggest social media. I kind of quit most of my social media to focus on writing. Uh, so that's really the only thing I'm still putting anything out on. And even then, it's not a whole lot uh, for the time being, kind of taking this dark dark winter to buckle down and write yeah but it will be bouncing back soon i'm kind of starting to creep out of the cave and uh mama bear is going to be trying to get some laughs soon so hell yeah dude well do you have any last uh last words you want to uh get out there on this platform do you know what they call gay people in the south um i doubt 
Homo sex, y'all. <laughs> that's a that's a classic ducky joke. <laughs> <laughs> Borderline offensive, but yeah. daddish and just kind of like yeah, kind of funny. Dude, what's that? Okay, I also want to hear what's that penguin joke again? It was the nun joke. With the penguins. Oh, I love that joke. I told the joke last night. Um, <laughs> so this guy runs into a bar, looks around, and goes, "Hey, real quick, sorry, everyone, real quick. Does anyone in here know how tall penguins are?" And you know, the bar is quite taken aback by this. They've never been it's like so forcibly asked a question like that. And uh, fortunately, someone in there does have a good idea of how tall penguins are, and they answer the good man. Yeah, sir, I think about three feet. And the guy who originally ran in just kind of goes, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, well, sorry, everybody. <laughs> Guess I just ran over a nun. That's one of my favorite jokes, dude. I, I, I really like that joke. I've, I've remembered it's, it, dude, for years. It's just so uncomfortable and weird <laughs> and not that funny, but I love telling it. It's a good one, dude. I, I like that joke. Well, dude, yeah. I appreciate you coming on, man. Best yeah, of luck. Yeah, sorry I didn't talk enough about hiking for your hiking. Oh, uh, dude, no, man, this is perfect. This, I, like, I'll, I'll say this in the monologue in the beginning, but like, I just, I think like the people are always like wanting to, how do I, how do I relive like through hiking or people who can't afford to through hike right now and they want to experience something similar? I think for seasonal sure. I, work. I recommend seasonal working to everybody. Like, if you yeah. don't know what you want to do with your life and you got a summer to kill. Like if you have a lease that's coming up anytime around like May, April, like go do a summer. Like it's awesome. It's amazing. You'll have a blast. So much fun. You'll probably make good money and you'll set yourself up to like at the end of it, you'll have enough capital and opportunity and you'll meet people that are going and doing all sorts of different things. You have the ability to be like, it's an amazing jumping off point. Like it'll get, it can get you out of a hole get you back set on your feet so that then you can go do whatever you really want to do. Like I no, feel like a lot of people don't take advantage of it like that. No. And they look down at it. Like, it's just like, Oh, just a camp counselor, which is, is camp counselor is great. But like, I mean, people like grow up and you can't be a camp counselor or whatever. But it's like, dude, you, there's so many people from all walks of life, like different ages, like being like seasonal work is their life. And it's, yeah. And like you go somewhere like Skagway, it's like being a camp counselor where all of the kids go to bed at 7 p.m. Yeah. And, the, and there's a bunch of bars in town that are open till 5 a.m. Yeah. And it's daylight all the time. So no matter how ugly she is, you see what she is, looks like as yeah. you walk her in a home. And you, you can come to terms it. with it. Like, you're still going to go to bed with her, but you get to at least come to terms with it. Yeah, and same goes for her, too. It gets, you know, she... Oh, yeah, I'm no peach. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this recording. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, buddy boy. I love you, sir. You be well. You as well, man. Good talking to you. You too. Peace. Bye.